0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, July 25th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tammanini
1: And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves.
0: Ashley, we cannot start this show with mm. anything other than sending out the best of well wishes to the one, the only, the two-time Tony-winning legend, yes. Patti LaPone, as she tweeted out yesterday, quote, found a way to beat this New York heat wave, get a second hip replacement. You'll all remember that they... One of the reasons they closed Warpaint ahead of the holidays is that Patty had to get a hip replacement. Um, So she is getting a second one replaced. Fortunately, it seems like she gets hips replaced before going in to do Company. Because after Warpaint, she got the hip replacement and was back ready to do Company in London very shortly thereafter presumably she will be getting ready to do company again coming up next spring if and when that is finally announced that she is a part of it but she had a nice tweet she had a uh, a fake crown and what is that a vodka martini with an olive is that what that is in that picture Actually, uh, ashley i don't i don't know alcohol
1: like a vodka stinger probably right
0: ah very good point yes Mm. um so from her hospital bed these little fake emoji type things um but it's great we wish her the best and uh if there's anybody who can suffer through um a hip replacement and come out better than ever it is patty
1: we were texting earlier she's gonna outlive us all and you know if she if she needs another hip i've got two good ones she can use Please take <laughs> yeah, my hip, Patty LuPone.
0: Happy to give her hips, give her years and decades off yes, of my life. I'm yeah. totally fine with that.
1: Yeah, just as long as you keep ending up in Sondheim shows.
0: Yes, exactly. All right, Ashley, so let's get started. Our first story for today has a headline that is not the least bit surprising, but has some details that are truly shocking. The headline is that following a rocky Boston run, Faye Dunaway has been fired from the presumably Broadway bound production of Matthew Lombardo's *T at Five. Actually, that was not a shock at all. I think we all doubted that this would ever actually make it to Broadway with Faye Dunaway for one reason or another. Sure. From the moment it was announced, James and I talked about it back uh, when the first press release came out. We were like, huh, yeah, sure. I'll believe it when I see it. However... Michael Riedel in the New York Post yesterday afternoon had some explosive details. Now, it is Michael Riedel, so take them all with a bit of a grain of salt, but they do seem to line up with the fact that there was a show canceled a few weeks ago, there was a very terse, short, two-sentence statement from the production, so it does seem like there is some credence to what he's saying. No surprise to anyone, Dunaway was apparently difficult from the jump, including at the early photo shoot where she threw a salad she was given for lunch, then during rehearsals when she would show up hours late and she refused to let anyone, including the director or playwright, look at her while she was rehearsing, and she wouldn't allow anyone to wear white because it distracted her. Then, despite the fact that she had the script for six months prior to rehearsal starting, she was allegedly never able to learn her lines. With one of Riedel's sources saying that during performances, quote, 98% of the play came through the earpiece. She was apparently wearing an earpiece a la uh, uh, Al Pacino in uh, China Doll. But mm-hmm. uh, now. All of that is bad and temperamental, Ashley, but it got worse two weeks ago when they had to cancel a performance because, quote, she physically and verbally abused several production members. Apparently, just moments before the show was to begin on July 10th, a crew member was trying to put on Dunaway's wig, and something happened as the actress slapped the crew member and began throwing things. The producers say that instead of coming to Broadway, they will instead look to recast the role and go first to London. Now, Ashley, at this point, I I think I, it might be best to just leave well enough alone and move on to another one-person show. Because that's pretty much Matthew Lombardo's stock and trade.
1: I feel like that's probably for the best. Though I do look forward to the actor who someday gets to play Faye Dunaway in a future one-woman show. <laughs> I think that will be very exciting.
0: Yes, I agree. I think that's, a, that's brilliant.
1: <laughs> when I first saw the news, it was when... It, just broke so it was the vague terminated their relationship language and even that sounded dramatic i mean as you said this was probably very much on its way to broadway whether or not that would have actually happened to have it completely derailed like this i can only feel bad for the crew and the creative team i just i can't stand behavior like this the source saying you know, most of the play came through her earpiece. She wouldn't allow anyone to look at her during rehearsals. And throwing food. At what was what was the word she called Andrew Lloyd Webber's behavior back in Sunset? Capricious. Oh,
0: he. Yeah, he's a capricious yeah. man. I believe, after after she got fired from exactly. Sunset Boulevard,
1: exactly. And if if his behavior I'm sensing a pattern, if his behavior is capricious, I don't know what hers is here.
0: Yeah, it's obviously never good when things, you know, get derailed and people lose out on opportunities, but I don't think people are surprised Mm -mm. that Faye Dunaway is acting this way, so maybe this was part of the risk you're going to take by getting her name in the headlines. You're going to have to deal with some of this, and apparently it got a little bit too much to
1: handle. Apparently so, and now we learn. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> you live and you learn. <laughs> All right, so let's move on now. Uh, as we talked about over the last two nights, Broadway Bounty Hunter uh, had its official opening. It first did one of those, hey, we're having an opening night party. And then the second night was the official press opening. This, of course, is the new musical from Joe Iconis, Lance Rubin, and Jason Sweet Tooth Williams that stars Annie Golden, of course, Brad Oscar, who was on Tommy Moore last week, and others. The reviews actually were not great. Um, they weren't. All bad, but they were not what I assume the team was looking for. But they were probably better than than Be More Chill on Broadway. Jesse Green of the New York Times said, quote, Broadway Bounty Hunter, which opened at the Greenwich House Theater on Tuesday evening, lands uncomfortably in the gap between tribute and spoof. Like the disco-era takeoff Disaster, which unaccountably made it to Broadway in 2016— it is neither very loving nor very funny unless it is loving and funny to make all the same mistakes that made the B movies B in the first place. Frank Sheck from The Hollywood Reporter said, quote, There's a checklist to see if you're likely to enjoy Broadway Bounty Hunter. One, you're a major fan of theater veteran Annie Golden, currently seen on Netflix's Orange is the New Black. Two, you think that there just haven't been enough spoofs of 70s era exploitation and kung fu movies. Three, you have a love of campy musicals demanding little or no emotional engagement. Four, you're willing to check your brain at the door, or better still, leave it at home. Even Matt Winman from AM New York, who gave the show three out of four stars, still doesn't think it all worked. He said, quote, The show's far-out premise is not so different from other wacky and scrappy off-Broadway musical comedies such as Little Shop of Horrors, You're in Town, and Batboy. Even if it is not as accomplished or compelling as those former works so actually when i talked with brad oscar and we talked about it after the fact we knew that this was silly we knew this mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to be something that was super deep or right. emotionally hard-hitting this isn't you know parade or anything sure. but ouch it doesn't sound like they landed on the things that they were trying to do in terms Mm-mm. of the humor which is too bad because i've said before like I'm really rooting for Joe Iconis to kind of break through because he does yeah, things differently. And absolutely. I'm a huge fan for of Jennifer Ashley Tepper, yeah. the producer. But it just seems like the first two shows to really get big New York runs for Joe Iconis have really not hit the mark with most folks.
1: Right. And I love this cast. I, you know, I'm like you. I'm very much rooting for the creative team. I only read the Times Review which is something I try not to do to begin with, but I almost never read reviews before I see a show. Something made me do it this time around. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> I mean, the show's a spoof or an homage or however you want to view it of exploitation and kung fu movies, so I would like to see reviews written by not-white men of it, but, you know, evergreen comment. A- as far as Be More Chill reviews on Broadway... Like you said, these are better than that. But be more chill. Had that crowd behind it already, so this is definitely not what Bounty Hunter needed.
0: And you know what? What's weird is as I was pulling reviews of the show, I was kind of surprised at how few reviews there were. Yeah, you talk about the fact that you know you wish that somebody who wasn't a white man did it there just weren't a lot of reviews out there from Generally, credible yeah. news organizations. Like even like Time Out New York, I couldn't find anything from. Vulture, I couldn't find anything from. So the ones I read were really, uh, you know, a Variety did one as well, but I didn't feel the need to throw in a fourth white male. But mm-hmm. really, those were the only publications of note that had reviews out, which I thought was
1: it's very strange. odd. Maybe it's just
0: because of the summer. It's but like, strange. you know, when Time Out New York doesn't do a review for a major off-broadway show that's surprising
1: that's the thing I don't know if people are feeling a little bit fatigued after Be more chill got such negative press or what but it's very strange I, I'm I know yeah, my I press my press ticket isn't for a week from now so maybe that's some of the cause of people aren't getting press tickets until a week into maybe. the run but that's also very strange I don't know I don't know what's happening.
0: Oh, well, neither do I. St- story of my life. I never know what's going on. <laughs> Just I'm, a, you know, never quite full. Although I will say, uh, tangential to, to the story of this, this show, there's a young woman who is in the cast named Jasmine Forsberg, I believe. She's actually a student at Penn State University right now. She did wow. a workshop of a different show with Joe and Jen Tepper. I saw her in... Carrie the musical here in Orlando I guess she must have been in high school at the time when I saw her um and I didn't know I didn't I didn't really know who she was until I saw this press release and I was like I've seen her before and I put it all together so that's kind of fun that someone that I saw do a kind of semi-professional community theater production yeah. of uh of Carrie getting a fairly big break while she's still in college so good for her Anyway, let's close out the show today with some quick news hits. Ashley, on Wednesday, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS announced that the 33rd annual Broadway Flea Market and Grand Auction would return to Schubert Alley on September 22nd. So get your... Hoarding, deal hunter, thrift shopping, hands ready to go. Yes. Next up, theater regular and Three's Company star Richard Klein took over the role of Old Joe in the Broadway production of Waitress last night. He will be in the role while Larry Marshall departs to join the tour of the show to close out that tour's run before it goes to non-equity. Marshall will return to presumably close out the show's Broadway run, maybe, beginning on August 20th. Also yesterday, the WP Theater and Second Stage announced that Carmen Berkeley, Daniel Duque Estrada, Lisa May Gold, Rebecca Jimenez, and Malika Samuel will star in the world premiere of Alexis Shear's Our Dear Dead Drug Lord. Say that three times fast. There is still one more role set to be cast, and the show will run at the Tony Kaiser Theater beginning on September 11th. And finally, Ashley, we learned that Theater Close-Up, which is a collaboration between New York Public Broadcasting Channel 13 and New York City area off-Broadway and regional theaters, will return with three new episodes this month. On August 16th, they will broadcast both recent off-Broadway hits Schoolgirls or the African Mean Girls play by Jocelyn Bio and On the Exhale by Martin Zimmerman those are both coming on August 16th those shows were presented by MCC and Roundabout off Broadway respectively and then on August 23rd they will broadcast Hunter Theater Project's production of Uncle Vanya these shows will also be available on their website which we will have a link to in the show notes at broadwayradio.com actually i missed Schoolgirls in New York both mm-hmm. of the times that MCC ran it so i'm very yeah. excited to be able to watch that one Finally, uh, to be able to do it via their website. So, totally pumped about that one.
1: I went to the panel that David Horn, who's the executive producer and director of Theatre Close Up, and Lonnie Price did at this past year's Broadway Con, and I was very encouraged by what horn had to say as far as their theater programming and his mission to produce but it goes back to like the accessibility conversation we had the other day i remember he said something along the lines of you know broadway musicals are far and away the most expensive thing that they do and that they would love to do one a week, but they'd have to rob a lot of banks, which, not incorrect. <laughs> I used to work at regional a regional PBS member station, and Times is hard. So yeah, we're not getting Broadway productions, but we are, maybe more importantly, getting off-Broadway work recorded and shown on public broadcasting, which, harder to sell, harder to promote, usually more interesting. <laughs> so I'm going yeah. to be very thrilled to see these when they're aired.
0: Yeah, I, I to be honest with you, I would prefer to have these shows be I would the ones too. that end up on Broadway HD or 13 yeah. or this PBS. I guess this is part of their all arts streaming service. Like, mm-hmm. I would rather have those. The The musicals, the big shows, even the big plays like To Kill a Mockingbird and yeah. The Ferryman apparently are going to tour with right. the Broadway productions. Those are going to be high class, first level, first flight productions. Right. We granted, a lot of these off-Broadway shows will eventually get regional productions, but they won't necessarily always be the same level. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see these shows, especially something like Schoolgirls, which was just one of those breakaway hits with things like Dance Nation yes. um, over the last few years that everybody loved. But, uh, you know, I, I just I this is the exciting stuff that I wish more people got exposure to. As much as we talk about the Tony Awards rewarding the best of New York theater, we talked about it before. Actually, the best work is usually not on Broadway. And, and I and I wish that we could share that with theater fans from across the country who I don't think really comprehend that fact all
1: the time. Right. And usually the best work that is on Broadway, and not always the case, is, as you said, going on tour. So people are going to see those productions in one form or another. Off-Broadway shows aren't touring. You either see them in New York or you don't see them. So things like 13 uh, are very important as far as preserving theater.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, that's all we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at no, this is Ashley.
0: If you have some time today, head over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, whatever other random place you find our podcast, and leave us a rating and review. Really, we're doing this for Ashley's sake. She needs the, the pumping up. Uh, yes. To make sure that people realize and and let her know how much she is beloved yes. by our listeners because she is so fragile. Uh, no, uh,
1: I sure. mean, can't you tell? I'm just the, I'm the most fragile. You're a wilting man. flower. Yeah, wilting I am flower. a wilting, uh, a wilting uh, anyway. orchid.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, have a great Thursday, everybody. And Ashley and I will be back to close out your week on Friday.